Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Psychic on the Scene. Got a really exciting show today. Um, but I just wanted to talk to Michelle. I got Michelle hey. Lyons here with me and D. Scott, who's not near a microphone because he's a, a little under the weather and we just don't want him spreading his fleas <laughs> all over the studio. Um, so he's just here for technical support. <laughs> so uh, first thing I wanted to mention was today is the full moon. It is the sure strawberry is. full moon in June. So um, to all of my followers, Michelle's followers, mm -hmm. talk a lot about when you have a full moon, releasing negative energy and letting things go. This is the real time it's to really good purge time the, the not only negative thinking, but negative people or negative actions in your life. So for people that are asking questions all the time about this, make sure, you know, for the next couple of days, actually, you can on the full moon, um, make a list of the things you want to get rid of. Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, thoughts, actions, words, think, yeah. words, but you, be real specific. People. And Alex Bradley, our dear friend, says to burn the list and then you bury it. Yeah. In the backyard. Um, and then yellow uh, candle, too, right? He, he said today a yellow candle, but um, I always, I like, like, a, I mean, the all kinds. I, I light all kinds. I, you know, clearly the fire department's probably like on, my, <laughs> on, the, on the short list in Rotterdam. But, anyways, um, it's um, important to, if whatever you're doing, that you're putting your intention in. So, if you're clearing your own energy, you're smudging your house mm. and your family, that you're putting smudge. in that positive um, intention back into your your house and, Absolutely. Your, and your life. And all those clients that I mentioned um, that are ending relationships, um, it's ex boyfriend. Why are you looking at me? Uh, no, no, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> I'm not looking at your coffee. Um, <laughs> Uh, ending relationships, ex-wives, ex-husbands, ex-boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. Now's the time to have that bonfire that we've talked about. Anything that is holding you back, pictures, letters, cards that don't, you know, they don't feed you for the forward movement. It's time to have a bonfire. Full moon is the perfect time for that. Okay, so that's that on the full moon. The new moon is different energy. That's mm -hmm. that's about attraction. So get rid of whatever you got to do now, and then you can attract whatever you want to at the new moon. We'll talk about that when that time comes. <laughs> um, also want to remind everybody that's listening that for um, people that are subscribing, we are going to be picking a lucky lucky listener to come on the show, and we're going to do a live reading for them. So Yay. please subscribe to our podcast for Psychic on the Scene, and also um, a shameless plug for Michelle and I. We are going to be teaching a class together at Willow Tree Wisdom on June 28th, along with our dear friend Barb Nesnik. So please, if you get an opportunity and you want to learn more and kind of develop your own skills, uh, look on my website and look on Willow Tree Wisdom website to register. So we'd love to have you there and, and come out and see us. Be a lot okay? of fun. So now on with the show. Yay. So today in the studio is other podcasters from here at iHeartRadio. And it's um, Steve and Mike from the South Glens Falls Paranormal Society, 518 Paranormal Project. Welcome, Mike and Steve. Hello, this is Mike. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit before. You guys just got done with one of your investigations out at the famous uh, Waverly place or what do they call it? Waverly Asylum? It's the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Oh, so that's it's, a, it's an old tuberculosis sanatorium. Oh boy. Right. I think the uh, Waverly place might have been a Disney yeah. um, <laughs> show. 
<laughs> oh my God, it was. Shout out to my daughter because she'll be like, that's like our favorite show. My son says I'm a splatter pattern. He goes, you kind of get it right, but you don't get it right. <laughs> it was, it was, we knew. We knew what you're talking about. Exactly. Well, thank you for knowing what I was talking about. So tell me how you guys started um, South Glens Falls Paranormal Society. I guess that's me. Yes. Uh, so I, I started it back in 2010 when I was in high school. Um, I had had an interest in the paranormal for you know years at that point mm-hmm. after having a really weird experience when I was younger. Um, and seeing the TV shows, I realized that people actually went out and did this stuff. So it's very of, liberating for yeah, us all, it was wasn't like, it? Oh, it's cool. Like it's not as weird as I thought it was. <laughs> right. You know? We're not I'm so not strange. as crazy. Ghost hunters and all those <laughs> yeah. those shows like validated yep. our weirdness. Exactly. Absolutely. Made it okay. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I decided in 2010 to, to start a group. Um, I started it with my mom and actually my grandfather and uh, one other friend in high school. So uh, since 2010, we've just been just kind of going at it and we've added a bunch of people. We're up to like 11 people in the group now. That's awesome. Um, my grandpa still does it. My mom still does it. Oh, that's great. Your <laughs> grandpa still does yeah. it. I love that. My <laughs> wife does it. It's, it's cool. It's, um, it's like a family thing. And we got a bunch of close family friends that we've made through the paranormal and that we've made, you know, through work and school and stuff that are all in it. Um, yeah, so we've been doing it for, this is our 10th full year, ninth full year as a group. So. Jeez. Mike, how did you get involved? Well, as Steve said, he met a lot of people through through different avenues, and I happen to be the one that he met through work. Uh, I was his <laughs> boss, and oh. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Uh, I'd, I'd write the schedule for him. He'd be going out to places like... Um, rolling hills he'd be out there the whole weekend and i would schedule him really early on a monday morning and that's when he was more or less uh, upset with me <laughs> sometimes but not all and the time a little bit shocked yeah a little, you know very tired you know right. i'd come in at seven o'clock in the morning on a, on a monday morning and there he would be kind of dragging around but i knew he would always be there that's why i, I liked him uh, but yeah, so then you, you hooked on. Yes, and that's when I, I was very interested and I kept asking questions about it. And then eventually it was just like, ah, oh, can I go? I'm, I'm going to go to these things. And it was just an extended invite and I just kept going. And, and here I am, you know, probably what? <laughs> Which three shows or four years that later. people have normal lives that, that you know, kind of work in the hoogity boogity. And because um, that's a technical term. It absolutely and is. <laughs> that we, we are out and about and, and doing normal things and have paranormal experiences and things that we cannot explain and we want to delve deeper and I think a lot of I know for myself over the years I'm almost a skeptic all the time like oh, I go too. into everything absolutely but, and I love um, working with paranormal groups because everything is approached in a scientific manner um, yeah. with their 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 machines and data and everything else so that's always so much fun when they do their technical stuff and then we go and use our spidey senses and then compare it i've is, always had a lot cool. of fun with that we we've done it a few times where we've had um you know psychics come mm-hmm. to our event and it's a place we've been you know a bunch of times and they've never been so we kind of just sit back at first and we let them see what they're getting and see if they or they're picking up on anything um or you know we'll have them go in a room at the beginning of the night where half the group isn't and then we'll have that group go in later and see if they pick up anything that she had said um, so it's it's pretty cool to see how it works both ways right. and how I'll, it's not always just the equipment. It's you got to really trust your senses and stuff too. I had uh, one of the best experiences I ever had was back in 2006 when I first started doing this professionally. I decided to take a class at Adirondack College and they were teaching ghost hunting and it was taught by I believe his name is Dr. Morris, and I apologize if that's the wrong name, but he started Albany Ghost Investigators, which it doesn't even exist anymore. Uh-huh. And he didn't believe in psychics, 
But then we realized that was in the class. Anytime something would come up about psychics, he'd go, uh, well, I'll ask Katie, Katie. <laughs> and the one question was, why, when people see spirits, why aren't they walking around naked? Oh. And he said, if they're such a pure form, why aren't they naked? I go, because they weren't naked in life. Like, they weren't nudists <laughs> walking around. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, that was like a deep thought. Oh, yes. So he allowed me invited me to come on investigations and one of the things he would do is wherever we would go he would give me a map like they'd have a a drawing and not tell me anything about the location Mm. i'd have to go in yes all by myself (laughs) and walk around and i would mark off different things that i was getting on the map like i'd smell perfume i'd hear somebody like music or somebody talking and then I'd come out and I'd tell them, and it many times was validating what the what owners up, yeah. or what the previous people had said, and then they'd let me stay for the investigation. <laughs> I'd get to hang out and play with the equipment. And well, stuff. Remember the one time we heard people speaking in German, and the previous owner was German, and oh, that was incredible. That was down in Schenectady. That was it. Yeah, one of the. Yeah, yeah. I, it, and it was her husband. It, yes, and she said, "Oh, that's we got it on Union Street." Yes. yes. Cafe Nola? Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, we investigated there. Oh, my gosh. That uh, was incredible. We, I lived, uh, me and my wife, we uh, lived in the stockade for about three years when we went to school. Well, that's so an we interesting right place to live for ghost hunters. It, is. it was very cool. <laughs> Our apartment was on the haunted tour that they did every year. Oh, so. that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can you well, tell us which, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to say something? No, go ahead. Uh, Steve, what was your experience that got you started? You said you had a creepy experience when yeah. you were a kid. So I always like I was, to know how people got into it. I was like five years old, mm-hmm. and I was actually sleeping down at my grandparents' house. Um, not the one that's actually into the paranormal. It's the other, the other side ones. of the family. Okay. Um, I was sleeping down there, and I was sleeping in the bedroom alone, and my grandma and my sister were sleeping out in the living room. Uh, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night. I was about five years old. I remember waking up in the middle of the night because it felt like somebody was poking me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know if it was you know, your early sister. Or, yeah, <laughs> somebody was waking me up in the morning or whatever. So I kind of, you know, woke up and rubbed my eyes and I looked at the end of the bed and there was an elderly woman sitting down there. And she had her legs off the side of the bed and she was kind of turned sideways. Um, she had a hat on with a veil and a shawl. Wow. She was a little bit heavier. Um, I could see the indent in the bed and she was poking me in the thigh with a cane. Oh my, like um, get out of my bed? Yeah, so like <laughs> I see her and I, it takes me a second and then I realize this is not my grandma. You know, I recognize it as this is not my grandma. Who is this lady? Um, so I'm five years old, so I freak out, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Did you I, realize she was a ghost at that point? I did not. I just didn't know who this woman was. Yeah. Stranger. Um, but for some reason, my reaction wasn't to scream like for my grandma. It was to hide. So I just pulled the covers over my head. That's kind um, I've done that. And, you know, <laughs> just kind of peeked out throughout the rest of the night. And uh, she wasn't there anymore after I pulled the covers back down. Um, but I couldn't fall back asleep. Obviously, right. I was freaked out. Uh, my grandma came in earlier in the morning and asked, like, why I was up so early. I <laughs> explained to her what happened. She went, you know, right into grandma mode. No, it was a bad dream. You had a nightmare. You didn't see it. Oh, boy. And I said, no, like, it was there. there. I could see the indent in the bed. I know this lady was there. Wow. She kind of played it off. Um, we forgot about it. Didn't mm-hmm. really talk about it. Uh, but it scared me forever. Like, I wouldn't sleep over at friends' houses growing up because I was afraid that I would see her. You didn't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was just scared. Or so their I wouldn't stay house at people's ghost houses. or whatever. Exactly. I don't know if she followed me for some reason or, or whatever it was. Um, and then like 10 years after that, I was down there for Christmas and I was walking to the living room and I saw an old family photo that I had never seen before. And I walked by and I saw it and I froze and I grabbed it and I walk out and I said, you know, who is this? She said, oh, that's your great grandma. My mother, she passed away right before you were born. 
Oh my god! That's the lady that was on my bed that night when I was five. She had the hat on with the veil in the picture. Holy! Um, I said that was her, and she kind of looks at me and she goes, "It makes sense. You were sleeping on her bed frame that night." Jeez! So I was like, "Oh, now you know. Now you tell (laughs) me." Now you acknowledge it. Right? I was just like, "How is that even possible?" But think about that. Just even generationally, how it was not accepted to. You know, talk about talk things about. like that or to embrace that. You did. I mean, I was very fortunate, you know, being born in 66 and having a family that didn't make a huge deal of, about the paranormal, but they at least embraced it. Mm, and that's that's always a hard thing we find with with our work that so many people were told not to talk about it. Don't say anything. Keep you it didn't to yourself. It, right. Keep it to yourself. So that's. Yeah. So yeah it was just it was. It was weird, and then it just got me thinking, you know, how is that possible? How could I have seen this lady who passed away before I was born? How could she have seen me and interact with me by poking me with a cane? Like, how could I (laughs) physically feel that? How is that even possible? So then I just kind of got into the TV shows and, and started from there. Oh, that's so cool. Mike, did you have any personal experiences as a child yourself? I wish I could say yes, absolutely. But as I'm sitting here and I'm listening to Steve's story, you... When you're growing up, you always have those those experiences. You you swear something was there. Mm-hmm. You swear something had poked you. Something like that. Uh, I I feel like I wish as a child. Oh well, as a God. child, you have these imaginary friends. You have these. You know, and when you're when you're growing up, as you're an, you're an adult, and you see these kids who have. You know, they have these these kids, they have these experiences, they have all of this stuff that you're like, oh, that's not real. Because as we're growing up, we're told, oh, this is reality. This is what it's supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to feel. This is what you're supposed to see. Uh-huh. And as we see and feel these things, we're, we're told it's not it's not real, that, mm-hmm. that it, it can't be the, the dead. It can't be anything like that. And as I look back at my past, I'm thinking, oh, there's definitely situations where I've been touched or I've been poked and I, I whenever I go into these investigations I'm always looking for the, the children um, yes and, and I yeah. love and I love interacting them. right interacting with the kids it's it's one of my favorite things to do and we, we I did that in Waverly I, I've done that in many different places it's it's an emotional uh, aspect for me for, for whatever reason I get really uh, sensitive when I when I feel like there's a child around, which is amazing. You so. mean a child spirit? A child right? spirit, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. <clears throat> One that's passed on, correct, yeah. Right. Well, they always, they tug at my heartstrings, too. Yeah, and yeah. I was, I did one... I'm a psychic media. I do a lot of clearing, a ghost rescuer, I guess is what I call myself. But I went to a place in, I think it was Waterville, and the house was haunted, and they wanted me to clear all of the ghosts except for the little girl because the lady didn't have any daughters and wanted to keep this ghost. And I got pretty emotional because this little the people were getting ready to move, so the little girl was starting to show herself more. She's very Victorian, the button-up shoes, the drop waist dress, the the red curls, and she was starting to cry. They kept seeing the little, she knew this family was moving and leaving her too. Hmm. But the lady said, "Well, I want to try to take her with me." It's like she's not your daughter. It's not a pet. It's yeah, not. right. Exactly. But that's what Michelle and I say all the time that they're not pets. That if we can clear them and and help them move on, that's yeah. what we're gonna do. We're not. You know, because so. they're stuck in their pain. I mean, that's and that's the thing, and I think that's what it is about kids too. Like, even when you're, you know, at a house or whether it's a house or hospital or anything like that, yeah. and you come across a kid, it's it's sad because it's like, why are they still there, and mm. why are you mm. left here, and what does this kid think? You know, what what is going on in this kid? I do mind? think sometimes they get lost. I think mm-hmm. it's just like you know, when you were a little kid and you got lost at this in turned around in the supermarket, yeah. grab the wrong lady's leg, right? And you you, you get turned around. So I think that that's what happens when yeah. we find them. Absolutely. So it's they they are looking or seeking to move on, and then others 
where you were. I think that that was their way of life. Th- those kids were brought there. A lot of times they weren't ill. It was their family that was ill at Waverly. Yeah. 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 If, so, if your parents worked there, if your parents got sick, you were going to go there. And they had an entire floor um, for the children. It was the fifth uh, floor. It was the top floor. Right. Um, but if you went there and you weren't Excuse sick, me. you were going to get sick. I mean, that, yeah. that's right. pretty There's much no how way it happened. It that. Um, they, they were letting people visit at first while they were Ugh. first still figuring everything out. So, like, there was visitation. People were coming in and out all the time. And that's just passing it all around um, but there's pictures of that they have all over the place of the kids up on this the rooftop and their you know underwear on the swing set yes i've get seen those and yeah. the, uh, the swing set's still up there actually it's on the ground it's broken down that's a the little whole creepy thing is, is still there and we had some crazy crazy interactions up there we had a ball rolling back and forth we actually i heard caught, on your podcast yeah we caught a ball rolling on, a, on the floor below it on the fourth floor um we caught a ball rolling across the floor when there was nobody on that floor for over an hour and a half. Oh, it that's sat incredible. There by wow. Um, so we had a lot of things that. Do you do like themselves. I do, which when I'm, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but like I'm on things like that or investigations or places, and I actually will get startled because I'm so used to that shit being in my head, right. like here in the dead and here. When it's outside of myself, I am just like every other Irish Catholic. I go, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, did Joseph. You see that? Did you see that? And that's the thing. And like, you know, no matter how many times we do it, it's, yeah. You don't expect it to happen because you're <laughs> no. going nine times out of ten when you go on an investigation, Nothing, you're lucky yeah. if maybe a couple little possible things happen. EVPs so when, or yeah. something. So when something big happens like that, it startles you. And that's people always say, you know, aren't you guys scared? Like, no. it's not fear. It's shock. You're surprised. We're it's start. Yeah, it's, it's a jump scare. And <laughs> right. at the time when things happen, we are so skeptical when we go into these locations um, that we don't even believe it. We just kind of like, we heard a disembodied voice on the fifth floor of Waverly this year and neither of us even acknowledged it because we're like, there's, that's a person. Like we yeah, just, you just know, a- that's just one of our people. And then come to find out it wasn't. And then we just both looked at each other. And we're like, there's no way, like still, even then that's we're like, there's clear. no possible way <laughs> that this was that clear and there was nobody there. So it's oh. kind of like, you're, you're confused, you're excited, you're shocked. <laughs> and you just don't know what to do. But. It's a train of emotions yeah, for sure. It's quick. It's it's super weird. It's, it's so never awesome. one you expect it because you're gonna exactly. be like, please talk to us. Can you answer? Then you're sitting there, nothing, yep. and then you just go to walk away, and something happens, yep. and it's. I ta- I, the one house I was at was a farmhouse, and I was actually there doing readings. And as soon as I got there, the house was broken into two, and they were still renovating the second part. But it, when you went up into it, where they had me doing the readings for the family, it still had all the old wood floors mm-hmm. and the old wallpaper so they put me in a room and there's no bed or anything in the room just a table and chairs to read for each person so i'm in the room and they had cassettes they would hear people at night walking around here sit there katie i'm reading for this woman and i start to hear somebody noisily walking on the wood floors coming towards the door and i could see under the door like a shadow go by and i thought oh they're going to come in and interrupt so i waited i'm watching the doorknob the doorknob starts to turn and then it stopped. And then I look and I can't see any feet like underneath it anymore. And I said to the woman, hold on a second. And I got up and she's totally unaware that I'm <laughs> mentally freaking, freaking out. out. <laughs> I opened up the door. There wasn't anybody there. And, mm. I, and they said they've heard, they thought it was their teenage kids coming home, Missing. coming up the stairs. 
And in fact, there's no one there. And that's just what it did. It was like it was coming into the room. And I, I'm doing that. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> like, did you see that? And the woman was just like so blasé. I've had, more than no once it's happened happening. where I, I think that that like, you know, people should be reacting more. Maybe not that excited. But. Oh, no. You definitely get excited for that it's, stuff. Right. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. How they, it, and you think about like, oh, you're, that person ran away. But then you're like, wait a minute. Hold on. I heard them walk up to the door. I heard them turn the doorknob. And then I didn't hear nothing. Right they're gone. You, hear, you <laughs> go through your whole list. You go yeah. through the whole list yeah. like, mm, wait a minute. Well, There's I had a- the almost exact same experience happen at Rolling Hills. Uh, I, I've been out there over 30 times. Oh, wow. I, I volunteered out there for three years. Mm. And it's a 300-mile drive from my house. Oh, my gosh. So I was out there almost every other weekend. He would know because I was taking every weekend off. <laughs> so that was his payback, the early mornings on Monday to get me back. But uh-huh. it's, uh, I was out there a bunch, so I've had all kinds of crazy experiences. I actually share a birthday with one of the spirits out there. So I Aww. spent my 21st birthday in Rolling Hills. With him, yeah. Uh, instead of going out, I went out there and had like a party in an asylum. Aww. So it was pretty cool. Um, but I had almost the exact same experience where I was sitting in the break room. Uh, it's called the green room. And the doors that lead to the building are like a frosted glass. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just kind of sitting there. I was taking a break. Um, I was the only one in the room. It was like one in the morning. I was tired. I heard somebody walk down the hall. I saw the shadow coming up to the door. And then I uh, saw the handle turn and the door opened. But there was nobody standing there. And I was at the point at that point where I'd been out there so many times and I was so tired. I literally just shrugged my shoulders, got up, went over and closed the door and sat back down. (laughs) I didn't even think of it. And then I was kind of sitting there thinking about it a little bit longer. And I was like, wait, that's not not supposed (laughs) to happen. This is crazy stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, well, maybe somebody came up. I saw him. Like, maybe somebody came up and then just, like, hid in one of the rooms. And I didn't go out and look. So maybe they just, you know, did that. So I was just kind of sitting there thinking about it. And then I heard people coming down the hallway and... Seeing them through the glass, you could see the color of their shirt, their shorts, the color of their skin tone and everything. This was just like a shadow of a person Mm -hmm. that I had seen. So then it was really weird and I I don't know, but it's it's almost the exact same thing. But to me, it's like, okay, but why do they get that far? And mm-hmm. then stop, or they're not there. Like what? Well, what I happens? I have a the- I have a theory about that. I think that it has to do with it takes so much energy. Like when we're to doing manifest, what we're doing, yeah. Michelle and I, we have to raise our vibration so that we can hear or get mm-hmm. clarity. And and that's why it's almost like it gets lost in translation. Yeah. And for them to come through, they have to lower their vibration to be. So that it's kind of like we're stuck here in this middle ground, this ether. Yeah. And so for them to maintain that Solid it's huge form. yeah it, it's enormous they can't they can't continue to do it for any length of time or and turning um, a doorknob takes a ton of energy but i also so. think certain people like yourself steve work like a conduit yep. that they give them energy you know um you guys have met ray and ray loves to have me at things because I, whenever i'm at something <laughs> and he's got the equipment on it does the same they yell thing. at you it yells at me it yells at me every time calls me a redheaded whore mm-hmm. and it's you then it starts talking in and by, by the way just so you know all the listeners these two guys are looking at me nodding yes 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 <laughs> yeah we've heard whore. that yeah, yeah of course that's it's exactly what they would do everybody knows we we've heard worse <laughs> <laughs> well anyway so it's and it, and then speaks german and I'm, I'm irish you know um english and scottish but whoever this man is it does not like me and he seems to follow around and whenever Ray sets up the equipment he comes right through and what I, I was talking about just the other day because somebody was at his last event if I turn my back on the machine and and I'm talking to the audience and say mm-hmm. you know if there's somebody here that wants to speak and it's very quiet it might say guardian prophet mm-hmm. um, through the machine and then it'll go silent and I'll say ah, we're not going to talk to you anymore 
And if I did it four times, the last time we did it at the Mohawk Tap Room, yeah. every time I turn my back, it does that. It's a loud, it goes whoosh oh, yeah. through the machine. And it's almost like, don't turn your back on me. Mm-hmm. And it's, then it starts to come through. And somebody says, aren't you scared? Like, no. Nah, <laughs> not really. Then they're done that. <laughs> right, exactly. They're not doing anything. We don't get right. scared often. I mean, I don't, do you get scared a lot? I did it perfectly. Professor Javis, excuse me. Yeah, I did at that one because that was pretty specific. And there's he, good coffee there, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's delicious, isn't it? Oh my gosh! No, it was. He was yelling at me, and they it touched me, and oh, that's it was right. very specific. And one of the things I do on investigations is I will hold a thought of a name or something that's very personal, mm-hmm. and I'm saying privately in my head, you know, clairvoyantly, saying, "If you're for real, say the name." Yeah, or say. And by God, he, he did it. He said the name that I was thinking of. And then I think then Ray turned out. around. Yeah, Ray turned around and said, does that mean anything to anybody? And I was like, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yep, it answered what I was thinking. So um, have you, when you were a child and then growing up, other than the other experience, did you have your own psychic ability? Did you find that you had... Um, like oversensitivity, or did you have premonitions? Did you have a lot of dreams? Really good I, imagination. I actually don't remember any of my dreams, like for um, oh, wow. bad ones usually. Um, mm-hmm. But I have had some weird experiences with one location in Ohio, uh, Madison Seminary. I've been going out there for a few years now, and he was there when the thing happened. And I'm, I don't have any psychic abilities or anything like that, but something in the specific room there <laughs> does something to me. I, I don't oh, know tell us. what it is. Um, yeah, t- it definitely takes him over, if not, I mean, partially. It's, it's definitely, it's, it walks in. It is, yes, <laughs> he change, completely changes uh, Eyes who look he different is. and everything? It's uh, you, yeah, weird. you can tell. Yeah, yeah and, everything. And the thing is, the first time it happened... Um, I had never experienced anything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I watched the TV shows back in the day and, and you see, like, a yeah, right. of, see a lot of these guys <laughs> right. you know, getting channeled and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's TV, it's ratings, you know, yeah. it's supposed to be cool and scary and all this stuff. Um, so I never put any thought into it. Um, and I'm not a religious person, so I don't protect myself. I don't do, you know, I don't pray. he better I, come I to our class. I mean, I have, you know, I, I have 50 Ouija boards in my house. You know, I'm so far away from all that. I stuff. usually wear my Ouija board t-shirt. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I didn't wear it. I have it on my arm. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look I kind of mock it as it, well. That's the thing. It's, you know, to me, they're just cool piece of history. Um, but I, I, again, I don't protect myself. Um, and that night when, when the stuff was happening, um, he picked up on it and a couple of the investigators picked up on it. My mom picked up on it, but to me, moms know. Oh yeah. She was, she almost cried. She was in tears um, almost. And that was the first time she said in the 10 years that she's ever been scared. Was it a somewhere. demon? Do you think? I, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, our listeners can handle that, but do you think it was a demon, not a spirit? I don't think so. I, I can't I tell for sure, but I, my personal opinion from all the times I've been going there, I always go back up to this room now because mm-hmm. I want it to happen again. And you want to know what I, it I is? I want more answers. I want to know why whatever happened happened. Um, we just I just filmed a documentary there last November and it oh. came out in April oh, I meant to where do we see it um, it's on Amazon Prime oh okay and it's great. on uh, Biddy Space Nick Groff's streaming site okay. that he okay. has um, if you have Prime it's free so okay yeah we've got oh yeah it's all um, my shopping it was filmed at Madison it was actually me and three friends that I met on Facebook um, one drove from Texas one drove from Alabama oh, one cool. drove from North Carolina you and guys I are dedicated um, that was the first time we ever met was at this building <laughs> oh that's oh, awesome it was really cool um, and we filmed for two nights and it was an awesome experience um, but I was acting weird that night too when we were filming there uh, but the first night it happened I, I didn't 
realize. So you don't have a memory of it? It's almost like you were taken over? I blacked out for a certain part mm -hmm. of it um, but that I didn't even know about until they told me about after. But even like while this stuff was happening, I knew something weird was going on, but I didn't know to the extent. Like I literally would say to him, hey, this is going to sound weird, but I just thought, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why I thought it. I don't know why it came into my head. It doesn't make any sense why I would think this, but I'm going to tell you because I'm aware enough to know that that's not normal. Right. Um, so that happened a couple of times. Something happens in the documentary where... Did um, you have anything physically happen on you? Um, no, I wasn't scratched. I wasn't hit. Oh, there was, was no marks. Um, did you feel like someone else? Because I've um, channeled, channeled a couple of times and I've actually felt like male i felt very at peace oh very that's, calm, oh, that's a good thing peace um but we kept feeling like weird tingling sensations i was getting it on my hands and my fingers yeah. maybe was it was angelic hot cold, yeah. really hot and cold yeah. um i was i ended up standing in this corner of the room yeah and it like, was almost like he was protecting someone and that that's the way oh, that i saw it as oh, I, as an outsider i saw him over like in the goosebumps. corner and he was completely different and if you if you watch a documentary, oh, we gotta watch I, it. as I watched it, I'm like, that is exactly what he looked like. <laughs> his his face gets glazed over, and it's it it's not negative. Like he said, it's it it didn't feel like anything was to you know, protect your spirit anything. or an right. angel. And, yeah. and being in that room, he's like, oh, I I'm, I'm feeling this. I, I feel like you need to leave. And I was like, no, no I'm I'm gonna stay right here. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you're not going anywhere. But you could tell he was almost protecting someone. Oh, and no. and that and that's the way I saw it. And I think something very bad happened in that room. Uh, Madison Seminary has a little bit of a dark history. They used to keep um, the unwanted people of society up top on the asylum floor. Oh boy! Um, and mm. you know they would back in the day, you could get sent to those places for anything. That's if your husband right. didn't want to deal with you anymore. If your yeah, family she's didn't hysterical. want to deal with you. Yeah, you know something like that. So I think. That's um, hey. <laughs> And a lot of, I always tell my wife that uh, if this was like 50 oh, years ago, she'd be like locked up somewhere. But, Stop it. I don't believe that for one minute. Uh, she's beautiful me, and so, she's sweet. She deals with me. So, but, you know, I'd certainly be locked up. I would definitely be Yes, you would be. I think we all would be. I feel like, you know, the owner knows and he's talked to people that live there that there were people that were put up there that shouldn't have been put up there. So right. They yeah. have a reason to be. Um, so that creates all kinds of problems with them ending up having some kind of mental mm. illness oh, towards the yeah. end after being up there for 20 years. Um, it also creates a predator and prey situation mm -hmm. because mm. you're obviously a lot more functioning, higher functioning than a lot of the people up there. Um, but I think something bad happened in this room to a woman who was not supposed to be there. And I don't know if it was a doctor or another patient, but there was a guy up there that I think did something to mm. her. Um, and her whatever she was doing to me was like he said almost to protect her i was standing in this corner and i i turned all the way and i was basically facing this corner it went all horror movie you know where they stand yeah in the yeah corner. <laughs> that's basically what i was doing like exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what it was i was i was facing the corner of this room um and then he saw like a weird shadow come out from behind me he thought my leg was out like he asked why i was standing weird and i wasn't. i have actually seen that that not only mm -hmm. on investigations the shadow move behind people yeah. that are speaking and they'll say i just felt like a cold chill and i'm and i know it's not a just a psychic thing mm -hmm. it's an actual physical presence right. that you can see you can like see a shadow it. slide off or move, move across through the wall. Them. Mm -hmm. It's weirder when you're doing like in my case when i'm doing readings and i'm trying to talk to them and all of a sudden i see it and i think Oh, I wonder if they've got something because people can be haunted versus locations right, being haunted. Right. Cars, so, jewelry, right. shoes. So in that case, like you obviously were channeling. And I don't know why she chose me. And I, I don't know what if so I just stood in that cute. corner. For, Go, maybe if yeah. he had stood in that corner, what happened to him? 
Maybe it's, it's 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 super weird. There's lots of reasons. You could just be empathetic. You could be vibrating at the right vibration for her to affect you. I don't know if you believe in past lives, but maybe there's a past life connection there. Yeah, it, and so. we, when we went for the documentary, um, the kid uh, that came out from Alabama, he's obviously none of them had ever been there before. I had the shortest drive, and my drive was seven hours. Mm. Wow. So they all drove, you know, one drove 21 hours in Texas, one drove 11, one drove so, nine. That's um, incredible. So, like, when he got there, he got there the night before me. Um, the kid from Alabama and he went upstairs and he didn't know anything about the building. He, you know, nobody had really heard about Madison Seminary. It's kind of getting out there more now. Um, but he almost started crying when he got up to that floor and he didn't know why. And he's like this big burly dude with long hair and a beard. And like, you would never, you know, you wouldn't think he's going to (laughs) cry. And, uh, so he, you know, he got super emotional up there and he didn't know why. Um, but whoever's up there, it affected me different in the documentary. Uh, there's one instance where I kind of wander off with the kid from Texas and we go past that room. Um, I kind of started like stepping away from them and like oh, yeah. looking back and seeing if they saw me. I don't remember really doing this, um, but I was kind of trying to sneak away from them and head down that way. Oh. Um, so he ended up following me, the kid from Texas, because he knew what had happened. So he follows me down there and we walked down this one hallway um, and we were walking back and I was kind of like, I got this super strong urge to just run up behind him and shove him like as hard as I could. Wow. Um, But I didn't do it. And when I was telling it to everybody else after they were like, well, you know, I was like, I didn't do it. And what I said was I didn't do it because it's not like he would have fallen down the stairs or anything. So it was almost oh. like my justification was it would have been a waste of time. He wouldn't have gotten hurt. So why did why would I do it? Which isn't what you would have thought right. yourself. So they Those all kind of looked at thoughts. me like. So have you, from one of these investigations, something like that, um, have you for like a few days later ever been physically mm. affected, emotionally affected, or has your equipment been affected? It's, I mean, I've I've come home from locations and had stuff happen at but, you brought house. stuff home. Okay. Um, but that was when I was living at my parents. Now our house is 109 years old and we have stuff going on there anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to and tell. And you want us over. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she, I don't know if this woman follows me. I don't really feel anything w- when I leave. It's really only focused on that room. Like the rest of the night, I'm fine when I'm not up in that area. And in the documentary, of course, we did um, solo sessions. Right. And we did them randomly. We picked from a cup. And we had all the different locations in the building written on there and everybody just went through and picked and uh, fate has it. I picked the asylum. So I had Mm. to go up there by myself and I couldn't do it. I couldn't. There was no accident. You know that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I couldn't bring myself to even go in that hallway because in the back of my head, I was like, okay, I don't remember a portion of the night from when we were up there. So there's no, but I had no communication to anybody. Oh yeah. God only knows what was going to happen. They don't have cameras on me. They can't see me. Oh, I'm on the other opposite side of a 70,000 square foot building. That's just dangerous. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do or where I'm going to end up. So I couldn't even bring myself to go down there. But yeah, I wouldn't have, I certainly wouldn't have left, let him go for sure. Yeah. They're all my other, all the other friends were like, yeah, go for it. Mike, (laughs) have you ever felt like when you left an investigation that you brought something home or you had activity at your own, home after an investigation. I know I have. Oh, I, I do Michelle. all the time. Yeah, all the time that careful. I have to wind up clearing or my kids will complain and <laughs> we'll be hearing like noisy things and I'll go, oh, I brought that home. Sorry, Sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, okay. it, yeah. there have been Rocks. things that we could consider. I mean, we're, we're in an apartment right now and before we didn't really have this going on. Now, as we do these investigations more and more often, we can tell that something is definitely different. We're actually just buying a house from 1892, so we're oh doing gosh, the same Oh gosh, they're gluttons for thing. punishment. It, Where's the house, if you don't it's mind? In, it's in Cambridge. 
Oh yeah, an old uh, carriage house. Right near oh. the Mary McClellan Hospital. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, oh geez, so you're gonna have a lot of activity. That's where I was born there. too, was born. so it's really? great. Oh, yeah, we like, wanted to buy it, but they gave it to somebody. So. <laughs> oh. Wow. But I, I've never really had anything specific. But as he's saying, that room. I had some experiences in that room too, but they, we all left and we we went back. Steve didn't end up going back because he didn't feel his his mom was like, no, she you was can't, like begging yeah, do not go up. So we went back up there and and I started feeling like something was behind me at that point. And we had um, it was I think it was Trent that was there yep. and he was kind of our our guide and he walked into the the doorway and he was like, Mike, there's something behind you and I don't oh I don't feel comfortable with you guys in there right now. I, wow. I think you guys need to get out. And I got aggressive. Um, both myself and Dylan both got aggressive. And if you knew Dylan and I, it's like if, if you were to pick two people out to be aggressive in the group, it would definitely would not, not be, be us. Guys. Never. Yeah. And I mean, we were walking on the stairs or storming by people. We, you know, I, I remember everything. I remember being aggressive. But mm-hmm. we got down into the uh, into the main headquarters and, you know, people are like, well, we don't want you to go up there. And I said, what's what's the point? We're, he we're up here. Ma- he, they were mad. I, we were mad. You know, wow. we want to be up there. This is what we want to do. Because something wanted to finish what it started. Right. And, you know, it was only probably 10, 20 minutes later. And I was like, wow, I, I don't know why I got so aggressive, mm. but, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, because Dylan, <laughs> Dylan's, Dylan's this, is he 16 or 17 now? So he's either 16 or 17. He's he just, can drive. Yeah, he can drive. So he's <laughs> he can drive. drive. That's what I based it off. Well, he started coming to he's our, our public investigations. He's our designated driver. Right, basically. <laughs> he started coming to our public investigations when he was 12. Um, oh, his wow. mom worked with my wife, and she's like, oh, he would love this. So we invited him on one. And the kid's smarter than everybody else in the group. He's super, <laughs> always super that smart. Um, uh, he's probably got the best technology oh, he's, grasp. He's, his brain just functions everybody else in our group. So he's so mature. So like, he started coming at a 12-year-old, and then... You know, he just kept coming back and he loved it. And he was a wicked good kid. So we just kind of started inviting him to him and uh, kind of tagging along. And now he's been doing it for five or six years with us. Mm. And again, he's just like him. They're both happy-go-lucky guys. Like it takes a Do-do-do. lot to get. Yeah, they yeah. just kind of bob around. Like love. They love going to these locations. They love investigating. They just have a great time. And both of them that night were just angry people. They were super wow. mad. Wow, yeah. incredible. So, h- how many total locations have you gone to? I mean, I know a bunch of them you've repeated. I, I saw in there you went to Fort Mifflin. Yeah, I've done Fort oh Mifflin my gosh. twice. I've done Fort Mifflin. It's a cool spot. It is a, very, a, cool, a very I, cool I went spot. with my son, Nicholas, when he, he graduated, and we went and we were there with Josh Gates, and he was a very He's cool, cool dude. I met him at Scarefest one time. We did, I did Fort Mifflin with all the guys from Ghost Hunters way back in the day. Oh, you did? When I'm so I was jealous. Like 16 and they were there, too. They wouldn't, I, I'm not going to be allowed in a location when I'm 16 years old, especially back then. It, was, it still wasn't as open as it is now. Right. Um, so I used to do the events with them so I could go to these places. Uh, so I went with, you know, Jason Grant, Chris Williams, Steve, Dave, all these guys. It was super cool. They were all wicked nice. Tango. Uh, Tango. Tango. Yeah, he was hilarious. so Him and funny. Steve are, are very friendly. Tango's dad was there. Um, I did Eastern State with Adam Barry and, e- and Amy Bruni and, mm-hmm. and all them. That was cool. Um, there was actually a shooting outside the prison that night, though, so oh. I was a little worried about that. But I was in the prison, so I was safe. Um, <laughs> you don't you don't often say that. Yeah, I was, I was, in, I was in the prison, <laughs> so it was funny. Better. It was good. I was, I was in time. the abandoned haunted prison. I was safe. <laughs> but it, ah, God, I don't know if I had to put a number on locations I've done. It looked like a uh, like a very like a long, a lengthy list on yeah. your website. Different locations, probably at least fifty. Uh-huh. It's at least, if not yeah. more, yeah. on there. And I know, like you said, you went back to a few times yeah, to investigate. Done Fort Mifflin twice. Um, <clears throat> I've done Waverly six times now. Wow. Um, God, I've done Old South Pittsburgh Hospital like eight nights. He's done that a few nights. We slept <laughs> down there. Yeah, that was fun. That was a cool, it was really cold. It was in yeah. January. <laughs> Have was you like guys 30. done Gettysburg yet? Uh, so I went to Gettysburg one time. Uh, 
in January before we moved to Savannah. So we moved to Savannah oh. in August of 2014. And so me, my wife, uh, who was only my girlfriend at the time, and our friend Colin, who you know his parents. Yes, uh, I know we Colin all, and I know his mom and we dad We all very went well. to uh, Gettysburg. <laughs> it was kind of, we'd never been there. I was like, I want to go. Like, let's go. Thanks for giving me that off too, by the way. Um, <laughs> he gave me that weekend off. Oh, what a welcome. guy. <laughs> and uh, so we all went down, but we went in January, which is the worst time to go to Gettysburg. The yeah. only thing that was open was our bed and breakfast and a subway. That's oh, There was that's nothing open. Oh. Um, I think the Farnsworth house might have had yeah, something going on, but it was, like, open. it was like 60 bucks and it was like <sighs> snowing that weekend. It was super Aww. cold. So we kind of just, we stayed at a, a bed and breakfast right on the battlefield. Um, supposed to be super haunted. We were the only ones there. So the guy went around, unlocked all the doors for us that we can investigate everywhere. Um, so it was cool, but we haven't experienced Gettysburg okay. really. That's my, you know, my repeat. I can't help it. It past life stuff. Michelle there. goes there all the time. So I've had all kinds of experiences. That's there, a place but. we definitely want to. Oh yeah, we I can only imagine the, the the things that we would catch. Yeah, and the, just the feelings we would have. Yeah, try the triangular field. So. Okay. Well, they say I, well, you <laughs> and I have talked about that. I think it's one of the locations that can't be cleared. I mean, every time I go, I clear. I ask anyone who wants to go, and I get people say, "Well, you shouldn't clear because then we can't experience it." I'm like, "Well, you know, bite me. These are people. It's, it's, it's not a zoo. It's yes, not, thank you. It's not a zoo. This it's is not, not for zoo. your like viewing that. enjoyment. So, and I, nor do I force people. Like, you know, you need to go to the light. It's it's free will. And it's like, you know, I cleared the backside of Little Round Top when we were there after Easter, and I have an EVP. I should have brought it, and I rounded up. You know, rounded up. I counted, and there are about thirty one who. Who were ready to go? Alabama and Maine. That those were the two regiments that clashed mm. on the backside. And I said, "Does anyone want to say anything before I, I help you to cross over?" I, I get no. Well, all right, <laughs> they didn't want to talk. All right, they just I'm wanted to go. They're like, finally, right? I yes. just was telling somebody about um, you know you talk about class A um, EVPs, mm. and I had um, a woman over in Albany. A lot of roads over in Albany, like Colonial and all of those, they're all really, really haunted. And yes. So I had been to a house, and even while I was there for the reading, talking to her, it was a hot summer, humid night, and all of a sudden it got really, really cold. And as we're talking, the television upstairs turned on all by itself. I mean loud. And she said, well, I used to have house painting. I had people working here in construction, house painting, and the television had been unplugged, and it turned on on its own. That's awesome. So one of the things was they could smell baking cookies and all this stuff. <laughs> no. They said, right, I, I'd be out of there for sale. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Anyway, so... Um, and we'd be right there. Yeah, we'd be like, oh, buy that house. Yeah, exactly. So um, she, I had sent in Albany Ghost Investigators, and they did a thorough investigation. They did catch some EVPs and th some things on tape. I go to her house after. I wasn't part of the investigation. And she said, why didn't they comment on this? And this is a, a thing I need to ask. She said, why didn't they comment on this on the EVP? And I said, what is it? And she plays it. They never marked it. They never heard it. It's clear as day. A man saying, they're saying, is anybody here that wants to speak to us? You know, we're here tonight for you. And you hear a man say, leave me alone. Aww. And it was so heart-wrenching so to sad. hear it. She said, they never marked it. And I said, I have a suspicion that no. And even though you have like six people go yeah. through it, Sometimes I don't think anybody ever it. heard it. Have you ever had things manifest after on mm -hmm. tape, pictures, or EVPs yes. that everybody's kind of like, wait a minute, how could we possibly have missed that? When we do our events, um, the way we set up our events is we do live review after each hour so people can hear stuff if we catch it before they leave. Oh, that's a good thought. Um, so we'll have yeah. one member of our group from each separate group come down and review the audio. Um, and then I'm usually down there at the end to put everything on the computer and play it. 
And there'll be times where like, okay, I have this marked, this marked, and this marked. Um, listen to them. So when I'm listening to them, I rewind, you know, 10 seconds before so I can kind of hear everything that's going on. And there's been times where I'll hear something and I'll play it for them and they swear. They're like, that was not there. Like, I would have heard oh, it. It's clear I as never day. would have There's believed no that way. until that happened. And then I started to see it more and more when yeah. I worked on investigations that everybody, you know, they, you guys know, you split it up between like six people. Everybody's listening to the same thing over and over again. You have you one person that's a, like a, a real like hot shot on the, on the team that hears everything. I am not that person. <laughs> I, I can't hear anything. So I, they would come back with all these different things and I'll be like, I never even heard that. But I think things manifest later on. Absolutely. That you were not supposed to hear initially. And that one was, I mean, clear as day. And it, when you heard it, it actually made you feel his pain. Yeah. He, yeah. Trans, he transferred. Right. right. I feel like, and I feel like sometimes, too, they can almost choose who hears. Who hears them. What they're oh, saying. Oh, agreed. Yes. Because um, we've had instances where we've had two voice recorders in the same room and one will pick something up and the other one won't and they're next to each they're other. Next to each other. Um, we've had instances where I've heard somebody whisper something like so clearly that I thought it was a member of our group. And it doesn't show up on tape. It should. Well, the guy. Okay. So I was in one room. I heard somebody whisper in my ear. I was an investigator that was sitting in the hallway right outside. So I went out and said, what? And he said, <laughs> you know, I didn't say anything. anything. I said, well, did, did you hear that? And he said, no, I didn't hear anything. Um, and we had another investigator about 20 feet down the hall. This is all at Rolling Hills, about 20 feet down the hall in a separate room. That investigator had a voice recorder on the desk in front of him. He came out when he heard us talking about what was going on. And he's like, you know, what's happening? And I said, I just heard somebody say, um, this is crazy. I heard him whisper it. I could tell what they said. It was yeah. that clear in my ear. And they were both looking at me like, dude, like we didn't hear anything. Neither <laughs> of us said anything. Um, so I heard it in my ear. Neither of them heard it, but it was captured on the voice recorder. And it sounded like it was next to the voice recorder. Wow. So I don't know how that worked. Well, yeah. But that's clear. That's, that would be clear audience. And, and sometimes groups can hear the Clara audience and of course in you in your case because you have technology with you it's it's actually captured but Clara audience can be selective mm-hmm. where right now we have five people in this room where only two of us would hear it and the other two would be like no we sat in a mansion over in Middleburg and there was a group of us investigating and they were everybody was closed in the room during the investigation through there they had the door closed nobody ever saw it caught on tape they were at the door looking in and mm. kept moving. And it was the height of a man looking back and forth. But while we were in there, myself and this woman who works for a law firm, you know, very level, her and her daughter were right next to me. We hear as they're talking, all of a sudden this crying, keening sound behind us. And I'm thinking, am I just hearing this? And I turn around and the woman's name was Margaret. And I looked at Margaret and she goes, yeah. Like we kept turning around looking behind us. Nothing there. It it kind of sounded like a cat, and, and then you think, well, maybe there's something outside, mm-hmm. but it kept coming from right there in the room. It never got picked up on tape. And other people started to say, yeah, I can hear that too. <clears throat> never crazy. got picked up on the tape. And yet they had all real class A EVPs from that room. Also called me a slut. They underworld. The, the hello that we heard in Waverly Hills this year. Yeah. There was no one else heard it. Us two sitting here. Yeah. We had a female investigator sitting next to him. And then there was a group of people behind us. It came from behind us and nobody else heard it, but we both heard it clear as day. That is incredible. I used to work at the Crooked Lake House out in Averill Park, West End Lake, and that's extremely haunted. There's all kinds of stories and, you know, the, the Holy Mother appeared in the, the stairwell. And I mean, there's a picture of, you know, all the people that are working there. But there's also in that picture a woman who died the year before that used to work there. And she shows up 
in the wrong seasonal clothing. She's in that picture she's too. She's off the side, right? Yep. I've yep. Seen You've seen that picture. It's yeah, a cool picture. So I I worked there for uh, I helped them reopen. It had been closed for years. I helped them clean all the old dishes, and it was the weirdest thing because you could be standing there. And I was with the two owners, and there was an energy that was saying all of our names, but only we could hear it. The other two people couldn't hear it, but it, it kept going around that, like, like, what, what, what? It was like the wildest thing. But especially if you went into the ladies' room, something would open and close the door. They'd say your, your name. They knew who you were. So wow. I don't know. If, yeah. It's always unnerving when you hear your name called. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They, yeah, I don't know if you've ever done, done an investigation there. That would be a really cool place to yeah. go. I've I, seen the part picture. Of I think it was in um, like one of David Pitkin's books back oh, in the Yes, day. yes. Pitkin, I love David Pitkin. I have Pitkin. all his old books. So I, I think did you ever get a chance to meet him? I did not. I have a signed book from him. My mom or somebody met him at something. Oh. And, and I met all. him, and he was a dear, dear soul. And he, David Pitkin fans, he wrote Haunted like Northeast yeah. And, yeah. and Haunted Saratoga. And he was just a lovely human Sweet being. Man. Probably one of my favorite people. And um, he was supposed to come to one of my events and then he passed away just before. I had no idea. And I mean, I, I know I'm psychic. I probably should have <laughs> Can't know but, everything. Um, I just think, I thought, I think the world of him. And he, right, he did a lot of the places mm -hmm. locally. Like he was the first of yeah, that locally. He's groundbreaking. Yeah. What's probably the scariest place yeah, you that you've the ever scariest. been to? I want to hear the scariest. Let's start with Mike. <clears throat> um, I. Uh, that's tough. That's a tough one. Um, if as you had to, as, if you think about it, like, and you think, you know, I never want to experience that again. I felt that. Well, I don't ever not want to experience something. <laughs> oh, ever okay. Again. Oh, so wow. Look at you. It's. Uh, I mean, we had a lot going on at Waverly more than I anticipated. Uh, some of it was very freaky. Uh, but as far as being scared, startled, yes, but scared to never go back, there's not a spot that I could say that. I mean, we, we had such great responses at Waverly and Madison. I mean, you think about all of the places we've been and to get so many different ac pieces of activity in, in Waverly and Madison, it's I, I want to go back more and more. The more mm. things happen, the more scared I should addictive. be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is, it's very addictive. Uh, Steve? Yeah. What, what's the scariest place for you? My answer is going to be basically the same. Uh, there's no place that's going to keep me from going there. Um, Madison's asylum floor worries me the most. <laughs> that's um, a good word. I like I, that. I won't not go there. I, I made it up there on my solo. I walked all the way over there by myself. Um, I got in the hallway. I just couldn't get into that room. That's uh, probably a good idea. <laughs> so uh, scared? I, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where you have to you have to kind of talk yourself down when you're in a situation like that because mm. if you psych yourself out, any noise is going to be scary. Right. I never had that experience other than at um, the Manan's Mansion, it, where I kind of like was like, oh my gosh. And that was the thing. Like that night when when I came out of there after that, um, my mom was like, you know, please don't go back in there. Um, mm. She was going to stay at a hotel that night, um, and I was staying on the property. We weren't staying in the building. Um, but I was like, you know, as soon as you leave, I'm, I'm going to go back up there. Like I have to, I, I was trying to explain to her. She's like, she's like, I'd really rather you didn't. I was like, but I have to, like, I, I oh. need to go back up there because yeah, it was weird and it was freaky for like an hour, but it's literally the reason we're here. We're, we're trying to get that next thing, whether it's a piece of evidence or whether it's an experience that maybe gives us some kind of answer as to how or why any of it's possible or what this person may need. Mm -hmm. um, not that I think I'm able to help anybody, but uh, it's you have to do it. Um, there, If there's a place that I won't walk around by myself, 
Yeah. Um. Oh man. Well, I, I, I'm thinking as 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 you're talking, I'm thinking. Oh wait, remember that time? We were, <laughs> <laughs> right. When we were That's in, what I want. Well, yeah. We, we were in Waverly, and we were at the lobby area. Now the lobby, it's not friendly to females. Uh, Lisa, uh, Steve's mom, got very sick feeling in that oh. area. Um, and we were told before that that there's an entity in there that does not like females. So Lovely. We all went in. The, all the guys went in there. We sat down. And it was really late. And we were kind of getting tired. And a little bit. At, a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, and we were just sitting there. We're asking questions. And then we started asking questions. We, we, we had mentioned, oh, you know, a woman almost became president. And women are in power now. There's a lot more going on. Equality is happening more and more so. And then we heard... What sounded like somebody was trying to break the door down. Oh my and gosh! It was, it was like two slams. There's there's a, a piece of lumber across the door that we oh, thought geez. was coming off the wall. Yeah. And I mean that. The reason why I'd be afraid of that. We all kind of like first got thought up. was person breaking in. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's I think where where my my scared notion would be is the actual human contact you know somebody who's going to come in and try to assault me not not so much the undead oh yeah I, I always say the the living <laughs> the are living, far yeah, scarier than the more, dead yeah. a lot of these places you know that have been on tv or that are the local legend of being haunted mm -hmm. they're going to attract people that want to break in and, and yeah. you know, see this stuff and don't want to pay the fee and right and that's like he said, 10 times scarier than anything you're going to run into that, that's passed on in there. We thought somebody was breaking into this building, and we can't see our hand in front of our face at this point. So oh. it's so dark. And we're in the middle of Kentucky. Like, we're just half asleep. <laughs> and we don't know what's going on. Yeah, and you like, heard a banjo. <laughs> like, one of our investigators, Logan, like, jumped up and, like, squared up. Like, he was, like, ready to start fighting. beat it up. I was like, y'all have at it. Like, good luck. You know, I hope you make it. But oh. it, it's definitely the living. Um Oh, absolutely. Rolling Hills was freaky for the first few times I went out there, but then after a while I got so used to it. You get used I, to I the can, spirits. Now, have you, you've done Penn State or the... Pennhurst? Yes. I had the opportunity to go there before they reopened um, like 10 years ago, um, but I was like 17 and the train I was going to take like didn't work out, so yeah. I have not actually been out there. Ooh, then maybe that's what we trip. should do because I've never done that and I would love to do that. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard crazy things Me about too. that location and it's... To me, it's so cool because there's so many buildings there, and it's almost like a tease because you can't get into all of them. Oh. You can only get into like a couple, and you can only get well, into we a few heard, floors. Well, we heard, Michelle and I both dealt with somebody that had gone there and was taunting, was with his girlfriend and was mm -hmm. taunting the spirits, and then his whole, afterwards, his whole personality changed. Everything changed. And he started having... Um, different paranormal activity within the home, mm -hmm. and then Michelle and I showed up, and we had to like clear him. Basically. That was he but, was just infected with energies. Right. I hate to use that word, yeah, but no bueno. Huh? No know. bueno. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like again, like I sat down um, with a psychic four years ago, mm -hmm. and, and my wife actually booked the reading for me for Christmas, um, and all the woman knew was my first name. Mm -hmm. That's all she knew when I walked in. And I sat down. And as soon as I sat down, she looks at me and she said, you're involved in this type of field, aren't you? And I said, what do you mean? She's like, you have, you do something with, with spirits or, or I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> how, like, first of all, how'd you know? And like, Psychic. why? She's like, well, she's like, you don't protect yourself, do you? I said, mm. I said no, like I, I don't. I my you know my mom and everybody, a lot of people in the group are very. When you're leaving a location, you know you stay here. You're not welcome home. Right, that's you're, what we tell everybody. I'm mm -hmm. like, I got room. Come in the car. Sounds like Josh, like, doesn't uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. If I if they're in my house, I don't have to drive to Kentucky. That's the way I look at it. It, it saves me a drive. Um, so. <laughs> 
I walk <laughs> in the room and she's like, it. yeah, she's like, you're, um, you're very followed. She's like, yeah. you have a lot of people. We're not just that talking about Twitter. Media, <laughs> yeah. right? She's like, you have a lot of people that just came in behind you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't see anybody. <laughs> like, I don't feel anything. So I don't know that that night though was the only thing I've ever really felt like affected by it. I've had weird stuff happen at the house, but I've never. Well, then be careful because the more you're doing that, the more likely you're like raising your vibration to attract that. So I'll be back in Madison in about a month. Then we need to be talking more about that. About protection, the prayer protection and clearing. He'll be back out there. Have you done uh, the Minions Mansion? I have not. Let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. We've done all these places. We haven't. We've done local spots, but we we've done more places like Waverly and Fort. Yeah, far away. This stuff. um, Impressive. That's impressive. We've um, like we did Tenbrook for a little while. Oh, how was that? I've never done that one. It was. I've always wanted to do that. Super cool. We we were up there for maybe an hour. This was years ago. We went down there to meet up with uh, Tri City New York Parent Mm -hmm. Society, Gary, and all them. Um, That was like their home base. So we were actually planning a trip to Rolling Hills at that point Mm -hmm. with them. Um, so we went down to kind of talk to them, and we did maybe a 45-minute investigation. Uh, they all stood outside. They're like, we've been here 100 times. Like, go at it. You know, mm-hmm. go have fun for a little while. Um, we went upstairs, and we heard a, a guy, like, chuckle. That's all we could – it literally sounded like a guy was just laughing at us. And it came from, like, 10 feet in front of me, and I – there was nobody standing there. Um, so it was pretty cool. It, it's a really, really cool house. But, I mean, as far as local spots, like – Oh, you you've got to do Minions. And I mean, obviously now it's not a mansion mm-hmm. and it's um, split up for not-for-profits. Mm-hmm. The people that are still working there will tell you that they've had all kinds of activity. And the night that I was there, a whole group of investigators, mm-hmm. and that was probably one of the most spooked, one of the spooked out times, but I was on the top floor that had been, they were they were creepy, like little cells. Mm-hmm. And they were that same thing. Like they used those rooms. Like, all, like I, with the way those places feel, it's like the forgotten. Yes. The, the and, unwanted. And, yes. and that at one point was a men's um, homeless shelter. So there was a lot of people there that had mental health mm-hmm. issues. And if you go in there, I think they've kept some of them. There's crazy paintings on oh, the wall. Oh, and names yeah. written. So I was up on the third floor. We each went in groups. And they were taping it from one of the, sh- the floors like below and um, myself and an investigator I did not know he worked for the state and um, he was like a six foot three chunk of cheese and (laughs) he's asking all the great questions you know you know if you're here I'm looking and they had files still all the original files and he said I'm holding a file and I'm I'm looking at this if you want to communicate and I kept feeling like we got to get out of here we got to get out like we got to get off this floor so we on the floors the one main staircase every floor had like a landing Mm -hmm. just like an old mansion obviously so i come down the stairs in front of this fella and when i got down in front of him i went to turn off my recorder and i didn't have my glasses on so i couldn't see the buttons so i was standing there for a second and then i start to hear running like boom 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 running and i'm thinking what in the hell is this guy doing (laughs) running up behind me so i turn around thinking that i'm going to see him come out the door down the steps and he said well i guess we're not alone he was standing already right <laughs> oh my gosh and i did one of those oh. <laughs> and then the footsteps stopped right at the door so he said i hope we caught that on tape and it thankfully they had the camera oh, right there on the oh, landing good. and then the two of us took off right down the stairs <laughs> ran, ran into the office because we were so excited about the information like that we had gotten you know but it and i guess that was one of the reports back then that if staff that still work there had to go upstairs and like store records mm-hmm. 
that when they were leaving the floor, whatever was up there would chase them off the floor. Wow. Well, it did it. Sounds good. Well, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So Woo! we'll find out yeah. um, who to get a hold of. That's, yeah. a, that's a great location to go to. Have you guys done uh, the old Washington County Jail in Salem, no. Salem New York? No, no, I have not. We do that quite All often. Yeah. I they, think then we should go and we should. It's, yeah. it's a super Sounds cool like spot. Fun. Um, our guy out there, um, who's kind of like a volunteer out there with them, um, his name's Pete. He's a wicked cool dude. He he emailed us, God, this is back in like 2012 or 2013. It was like, hey, you guys interested in doing the old Washington County Jail? I was like, <laughs> what time can we get there? <laughs> like, when can we come? So we started going out then, and uh, we've been going ever since, and we do a bunch of public events out there now, oh, especially I'd, I'd around love to Halloween. Do that. We do a bunch around Halloween, every Friday and Saturday. Um, but it's we've been doing events since 2012, and it's probably everybody's favorite location that oh, we go really? to. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, That's good to it's, know. It's a cool building in the front. They got a full courtroom upstairs still, three floors of jail cells, um, a basement. Oh, wow. It's in the basement. The basement gets heavy sometimes. We've had some some stuff going on down there that have. I think scared some people in our group away from coming back there. Wow. Um, they won't say it. And uh, I think they happen to be busy that weekend, yeah. right? <laughs> not, not, to, not to toot our horn, but I'll tell you, whenever Michelle and I work things like that, you, you'll get probably more activity. Perfect. Yeah. I know. It's, so and this place always has activity. And it's cool because they just actually got a, a new member on their board. So we're working with a new person now. So we're trying to nail down some more dates. But we just did our first one couple weeks ago we did a late night one we yeah. did a, a kind of like a vip smaller group uh, yeah, those are fun it was only it was 10 to 2 real quick yeah. um, and it, it, it's really cool because we've been there so often that's actually the first one that i did as as the group and we we caught a jail del, uh, jail cell just slamming shut oh. that was one of those moments where you go oh uh, we were like, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah we like four hours of nothing and just slam the door all right uh, we're here it we're was, up. It was what do you silent. think mike is like you're if you had to have one piece of equipment and you're going in to a location yeah. I was going to ask that. Um, it's like she knew. I know, exactly. She's like you're psychic, goddammit. Um, what's your favorite piece to use? Oh, geez. I it's... still love the flashlight, doing the flashlight trick when you're getting a lot of activity. Oh, yeah. I'm screwed a little bit. But yeah, So if you're I... on a haunted desert island, you can have one yeah. piece if of equipment. If you're on a haunted <laughs> desert island, I like that. The, the most basic of equipment is a recorder, and I feel like that... Yeah. Just set it down and have a conversation. That's you may get the most out of that. Mm. Um, and that just a basic piece of equipment would be perfect. Um, and we've we've got spirit boxes. We just had uh, one made. And I love them. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's one of our favorite pieces. Now, my wife and I, we use it anywhere we can go. We're just like, oh, this looks like it could be haunted. Let's use it. They're going to start bringing it out to dinner with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? They're the third person at the table talking. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just uh, just a recorder, I think, would be there's so many pieces of equipment that are like the best pieces of equipment. People love them, people hate them, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I mean, a, a recorder is just, I don't know. I feel like it's the best one to use. I, I agree with that. Um, Steve? Yeah. If, if you're going to bring an actual piece of equipment in, I would say a recorder. I think your body is your best thing to use. Oh, your I senses like that answer, And yeah. listening and feeling and everything. I've but been if told gonna... my body is my best. <laughs> my if best you're going to bring in a piece of equipment. That's why they call me a slot. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to bring it in, I would say a voice recorder only because, oh. like he's saying, it's a simple thing. Um, video and, and photos there's just way too many variables. Mm. I mean, I've seen some crazy things. We got the ball moving, um, but there's just so many variables that you can't control and that you don't know. But if you walk into a building or you walk into a room and you set a voice recorder down and it's just you or it's just me and Mike and we pick up a kid's voice or a female mm. voice, then there's how do you explain that? How do yeah. you explain that? I, I, I'm not saying it's a dead person, but it's paranormal. It's yeah. something that's not 
normal. That's not supposed to be there. Back when I've actually, because I mean, I've been doing this for so long, but when I first started, you had to have the, and I don't know if anybody even uses it anymore, it was a double-armed camera so that you would get two photos oh, taken I remember at the that. same time. I've never even heard of that. Oh, that's, we had to have it. And if you didn't have it, then the photo wasn't legit. Because oh, wow. you had to have that side by side comparison mm-hmm. to show yep. that it was Every time we had to set up at one of the investigations, I think these are pain in the butt. So heavy. They, to work with. But now they don't even use that anymore. Yeah, no. It's, and now a lot of times, like the phones now, cell phone pictures are right. so, the, the cameras and cell phones are so good now. If you want to just take pictures of them and you don't want to use flash or with flash, they're just as good as going out and buying a $500. You yeah. know, DSLR camera, yeah. and I love the filters. Yeah, it's you can you make can super creepy really, pictures. Yeah, it's, it's cool, but yeah, I would definitely well, say bush quarter. The problem with a, with a camera, especially now with the way the digital age is, I mean, it, there's so many people that can doctor it. photos. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's yeah. so unfortunate. Yeah, and there's all these. There's always people who are going to try to to just play with people's mind. Oh yeah, look what I caught and that, try their to name get out the, there. Yep, I'm yep. always more because people a lot of times not so much that they're looking for the spooky, they're looking for their family in spirit and mm. they'll take pictures at events and I always ask because of the old ghost hunting days, I'll say, "What are the photos just before and what's the photos right yep. after?" so mm. that I can see. It's hard to see yep. right. when they to send compare. it they'll say, "Do you think this is my dad?" Right. You know, is this do you think this is my father or my mother that's passed over? probably is because it gives you a feeling it's not just yeah. getting the right. orb in the picture but it's good to see the comparison of just before and just after right. and uh, what's you know. changed in that amount of time exactly right. there's more light more people you moved a little bit anything can change a picture completely right exactly stuff. if you had a location to go in the world Oh, to investigate. Good question. That, is, that is the easiest question you could ask me really tower of london no no <laughs> no no I'm thinking anywhere in Poland, maybe during the Holocaust. Oh, I, I want to feel that. Oh. That's I, I would like to to go to a concentration camp. That's um, probably a, a past life connection um, then. For yeah. I, well, yeah. my my mom's side of the family, they're they're Polish, mm-hmm. so I. <laughs> I almost feel okay. All right. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of us out here. We just don't admit it. We can tell. Um, but yeah, I would. I would love to go to Auschwitz. Um, That's I mean, amazing. That is one of the most popular ones that people know from movies. And but right. any any concentration camp where you know people's lives were just ruined completely. Mm, there'd um, be a lot of work there I to would, do. Yeah. yeah, and I would. I would love to go to just feel it and and feel the emotion to try to get a connection. Um, that's that. I've always said that since the beginning. Hmm, um, makes me like you even more. I would yeah. love to go to uh, anywhere in Europe. And my wife took a European trip when she was in in high school, and I'm very jealous, jealous of it. Yeah. She's gone to <laughs> well, then you got to make that locations. like here. If we're talking about the full moon, you got to put that out there well, before I, the universe. That before, that's you what you want. before you have kids, before you have kids, the right. two of you are going to wind up with with babies in the next year. So get used don't, to that. Yeah, especially that. babies that can see spirits. So. Uh, I mean, I'm learn. okay with that. Yeah, we're not having that. kids. I'll have the kids oh. for, for really. Him, she I goes, guess. Oh. I don't know. She goes, oh, yeah. Really no, I, we're, we're gonna have kids, but it's it's it's, having, in, it's in order. It's in order. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, kids together. Kids together. All right. So, where would you like to go anywhere in in the world? It's a tie. Okay, you can tell us too. Probably Alcatraz. Ooh, just, I, I know it's like a mainstream thing a lot of people go to, but it's just such a cool spot. And yeah, I think being is. on the water kind of lends itself to a whole new thing. Oh, yeah. It amplifies um, things. I think. And I think it'd be super cool to do something 
on and if possible in the water where the Titanic went down. Oh. I think that would be interesting. Wow. Because there'd be a lot of residual stuff there. These guys are fascinating. You don't think aren't about they? that stuff, and you just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> a lot of residual energy. I mean, there was a lot of fear, you know, yeah. sadness, anger, everything going on while that ship was going and down. And it was like a burial ground, right? And it I, wasn't quick. It, it was a very long, drawn out yeah. process. There's a lot going on there. A lot I of think suffering. A lot of yeah. residual stuff, at least. Yeah. Well, Katie, I, what about you? I support your brilliance. <laughs> um, where would your where would Spot I B. go? Oh my gosh, I just need a vacation <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Um, right. That's about where we would be at vacation. I would. I something. would definitely. Go, I would. I would love to go to Ireland or Scotland, mm. and I've said that to you before mm-hmm. because I just feel like they always talk about elementals. Yeah. It feels like yes. it all started yeah. there. Very old so energy. Old energy, and um, I, I, you know, I have been to Salem. Mm-hmm. I went during like high season, I guess you could say, in October. Right. I did not like it. I would rather go to Salem when the tall ships are in. Yes. Because you don't think of that as being a, um, a import-export yeah, in, first in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to go to Salem and do some investigating there. When not, not, it's not a big Halloween yeah, show. Yeah, well, it's not the tourist yeah. attraction. Right. What about you? Uh, where are you going? London. I yeah. don't know why. It's yeah. past yeah. life. i got to go to the Tower of London. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, Have you guys you, been to Savannah, Georgia? No, I've been. I want to so badly. Savannah, Georgia is crazy. We lived there for like a year. It's supposed to be one of the most haunted cities. That's what we've read. Yeah, it's a super cool place. We've always wanted to go. We wanted to stop on the way down to Florida, but but by time the kids were sleeping, so we kept driving. We went through it like midnight, so we didn't stop. It's 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 very cool. We uh, we lived there, like I said, and they and they didn't come down to visit us because they're bad friends. So, oh boy! So uh, we visited with you after. Yeah, so we, we uh, took a trip. What was that? Two years? Oh God, it was two years. Uh, ago. Yeah, three. It was the proposal day. Yeah, so two years ago uh, now. Uh, so we went down. We drove from here. We drove. Me and him drove through the night, sixteen and a half hours. Um, the girls slept uh, to Tennessee. <laughs> we went right to Tennessee and stayed at Old South Pittsburgh for a couple nights, and then drove from there the six hours to Savannah and stayed there for a week. Powerful. Mm. Very powerful it's a, location. It's a crazy, crazy. We're, we're moving back there. Oh, not, not soon. Not soon. Oh, well, no, but I love that. I think that's great. We'll have to visit, we'll have to visit them in, in Savannah. When you have your baby hey, girl named Katie. Whoa. <laughs> Again, with She's kids, freaked out. Like, yeah, exactly. I felt that too. So yeah. mm-hmm. double whammy. <laughs> Do you feel that there's certain locations, we were just talking about water, that help create like the perfect environment other than a tra- obviously a tragic event? Um, and that energy is captured, but that are kind of like the perfect storm for a haunting. What would you tell somebody getting started in this like to look for? What to look for, yeah. I, I mean, the first place that comes to mind that doesn't have like a huge tragedy or anything, but I think it's just kind of built in the perfect spot and, and just built right um, and all the, everything just lines up, I think, is a Stanley uh, mm, in Colorado. Exactly. I just think that being built into the mountain like that with yeah. all that rock and all that limestone and all this stuff, I just think it, it really just kind of holds everything there. I I got to go there for the first time in April. Um, I only went for an hour. Uh, I went out there for an hour and had a couple of drinks and just kind of got to see the place. But it's, it's a crazy building. It's just power. You can tell there's, there's something there. And when you walk in, everything is so um, kept how it was so original that it's like you're, you can just picture, you know, a hundred years ago, the people walking around and checking into the hotel and, and all the Victorian clothing and all this stuff. It, it seems like you're just in the wrong time era. Mm. It's like you just kind of everybody's dressed wrong. And they've mm. they've said that, too, that I mean, not so much like even like Indian burial ground, mm. Native American burial ground that. But it's the stone. 
it's uh, railroad tracks and yeah. things oh, like that. Lines yeah, lines and all that stuff. All right. Everything that was put there and it's staying there. Mm-hmm. And it, age is, is perfect. Anything with a lot of age to it and it, that it's still there, perfect. Everything, <laughs> I think, just absorbs. Like the yes. houses. Yeah, don't the, don't the you think wood. they play us back sometimes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I think, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you're going to have it going on in your house. I, I can't it, wait. It's, you know, 1892. Our house is 1910, and, and we have crazy stuff going on in our yeah, my, house. My first house was 1899, and I saw women in the full skirts. There was an old man. Who I, that was my first clearing, and he's standing in the bathroom. I'm brushing my teeth saying, no, no, I could tell he died of cancer. He was in a suit. But the kids couldn't sleep, so yeah. <laughs> well, was, that's not yeah. good. But yeah, it's fun living in an old house. It is. It's, it's cool, and the character, and that's the thing. Like my wife likes it, and she likes the old house, and she thinks they're very pretty, and you know mm. all, all this stuff. And I think, but I like them for a whole different reason. <laughs> it's not even the hauntings. I, it's got to be a past life thing. I always feel like yep. I was born wrong time. Oh I, yeah, I grew up in the Victorian. Like I, I needed a Victorian house. Um, we were we weren't even really looking for houses, but when we found ours, like. I still look all the time and my search criteria, I put it in on the, the apps and stuff. I don't look for anything that's newer than 1930. I won't do mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't want to live in anything like that. And to me, like being able to walk up and down a staircase or touch a doorknob mm. that somebody touched 109 years ago, like, okay, who walked down these stairs to go to, you know, their job or yeah. their wedding or, or prom or to something. World you War Two. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you never know, like, okay, this was their last time out this door. Yeah. It's just a lot has happened for a lot of people in a house like that. So I just think that's super cool. I always touch doorknobs when I go yeah. into anything metal, anything wood. I'm always all of ours are original. Feeling, yeah. All of ours are original. So. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. It's, it's, we, got a, we got lucky. Our house has a lot of the originality. Yeah, it's intact. really nice. Yeah. It's, it's cool. We got the old front staircase and everything. So oh, that's wonderful. We're lucky. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, his is cool. I, his I is really can't. Yeah. <laughs> Exposed beams and everything. Yeah, oh, it's all I love it. Noon. It's, oh, it's great. Yeah. I live in a newer house now, unfortunately. I'm good. Good. Let let, let it all out. And that's the thing. Like, you know, my wife, she loves the house. And I think the the stuff that goes on there bothers our dog, Luna, more than anything. It wakes her up from her naps. um, (laughs) And Luna loves to sleep. Um, But, like, we have lights turn on and off, doors open and close. We've had blinds ripped off the wall in two separate rooms. Jeez. um, Like, weeks apart. Well, that first, the, the what, first week you were in there. Oh, yeah, you helped. So I have, you know, the Ouija boards. I have, I didn't have as many back then. I only had like 10 or so. Jeez. Um, oh I'm at like 50 now. So Holy I have, cow. Um, I have like 50 of those. Um, That's I have, not even the strangest things no. he has. So. I, have, I have skulls in my house. They're not real skulls. but my, That's my next purchase. Well, no, I have one. them all over the house. And, and it started because of a Halloween thing. And I figured I'm just going to leave them out as like decoration yeah. and make my daughter's, you know, boyfriends or whoever wonder about the mother that lives there and has a Ouija board out and has they better behave right has skulls (laughs) all over the house Sydney my wife she she got a whole bedroom as her closet um she took an extra bedroom because there's no closet in our bedroom um just because it's an old house and I was like we don't have kids we have four bedrooms we don't need it take Mm -hmm. it go for it Mm -hmm. um but my part of the bargain was I get a room for my stuff then so yeah. she gets a room for her closet. So I have the Ouija boards. Um, he helped me lug everything up and down the stairs twice and put it in the <laughs> truck so he knows. Uh, I have three antique wheelchairs from the early 1900s. Oh, wicker. those um, hold so much energy. I have three headstones from the 1840s. Um, what are you doing with somebody's headstones? They were from the stockade, actually. Um, I worked for a guy who... I didn't steal them. Didn't he steal said them. it like it was okay to <laughs> do that. Okay, so I got them from okay. the stockade. So <laughs> picked a few up. In 1870... When Schenectady was expanding, they, they had a moved, they had a yeah. cemetery in the stockade, but the city was expanding, so they dug everybody up. How they always they say, moved them to Vale, and so. moved them to Vale. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a plot right when you first walk in that's fenced off in Vale. That's where all those mm-hmm. bodies came from. Um, Have you investigated there, Vale? Yeah. No, I've been there a couple times to take pictures. That's got a ton of energy. It's, it's got... cool. You can walk around in there for hours. It's it's yeah. super cool. Um, but they moved all the headstones and all the bodies. Um, 
few headstones got knocked over, broken, thrown around, and there's still a bunch kind of just left around. I worked for a guy who did historic restorations, and mm-hmm. he bought a house on Front Street, which is where mm-hmm. the old cemetery was. Mm-hmm. He used to run on that street. Um, so I was doing some work for him in the back, and I kind of walked by his shed, and I saw something leaning up, and I kind of looked at it weird, and I went over, and he has two full-size, probably, what, four feet tall? Four yeah, they're feet four tall. feet tall and several hundred pounds. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were just leaning and against... And you carried them. Yes, up and down. <laughs> three flights of, stairs, three flights of stairs. Twice. Yeah, um, yeah. So we, it, he was just leaning there, and I said, you know, you have headstones back here. And he's like, yeah. He's like, they're not marking anything. The old owner had them. They were in the shed. She didn't know where they came from. They, weren't, oh, they were wow. just kind of laying around. He's like, I got to get rid of them. I, I'm not going to be able to sell the house. I said, I'll pop <laughs> yes, the trunk right now. Like, I'll open my trunk and we can put them in there. And he oh kind of looked gosh. at me. I'm like, dude, just don't even worry about it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> so we did. Um, so I have them. It's a father and a daughter, are two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I found their family home. It was like a block from our apartment. Oh. Uh, and then there's another broken one. So I have three of those. Um, they're well taken care of. They're, they're I was just going to say, up. you became a care, yes, caregiver yes, in a sense, out, a they're, keeper. They're propped up yeah. um, in this room. There's the three wheelchairs, the headstones, uh, an old electroshock therapy machine. Uh, <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, an old jail. And a bunch of spirits that follow. Right. <laughs> Any wonders why it doesn't An old jail cell bed from a haunted jail. Not the one in Salem, a different one. Oh, my gosh. Um, an autopsy table. Holy uh, cow. And uh, other... Things from, We're looking to expand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody has anything. Haunted yeah. collector, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and it's all, you know, right down the hall. So I don't know if it's that stuff or if it's our house or if it's something. All of the above. Home. It's all the above. <laughs> it's you doing what you're doing as well as like, cause you're being, you're becoming a conduit for and it. And you're bringing stuff. And then your stuff home every day. You said that before, cause everybody says that about me and mm-hmm. we're on investigations like if a yep. group's not getting activity they're like where's steve <laughs> bring him send in. him down like we need him down here for 10 minutes the ghost like, magnet you yep. know kind of bring him up and i always laugh at it i'm like guys i can't make anything happen like i, I don't want you to get the idea that i'm going to come in here and chairs are going to start flying across the room <laughs> they know you do and, <laughs> and then i and then i go down there and i laugh when stuff starts happening i'm like like stop you guys are making me look like a liar now like stuff's happening because i'm in here well, maybe the people that are with you agitate the people that are there, and then you get kind of like a West Side Story kind yeah, of fighting brawl going. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and it's know. funny, but like, and I, it's cool because, you know, he said he's been, he's doing it for like three or four years now. He's been doing it with us. And the first night we went, when he, and when I used to work for him, he was very skeptical. And, you know, he never told me I was like, oh, that's stupid or anything. But he's like, oh, you're no, like, I'm are you sure? He's, yeah, he's curious. Yeah. So like, yeah. we go in, we're still, you know, skeptical on, on every location. Um, but it's cool to see that, like, he's way more open now. And I think he experiences more stuff the longer (laughs) he's doing it now. And I think that's the thing. Like, again, I don't have psychic abilities or anything, but I think the more that you Mm, do this. Everybody does, Everybody does. I'm not in tune with them, is what I I meant to say. Good. So um, I think the more that you do it, though, the more... You're open You're to, to listen to and to, to and experience. You, you experience things that you wouldn't have five right. years ago, even though you're not doing anything differently. I think your body just kind of adjusts. Well, you block everything out. Yeah. I mean, like and I said, as you're a child, yeah. you're told that you you're have to no. do this way. Yeah. It's no, you don't have, there's no such thing as this and that. It's it's opening that back up and, and yeah. realizing. All those doors that, that have been slammed shut right, on exactly. you. I mean, I would love to. I would love to be able to, you know. Well, see we can always like help class. you with that. <laughs> that would make my job so much easier. I know, like, us girls, we can help you with that. Room for Absolutely. Eight hours nothing going on. Like, that's just frustrating. So as, as we're starting to wrap up, what would you say for somebody getting started, how to get started? Just, you know, your bit of advice for a newbie. There, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of TV shows, Destination America. There's a lot of... Mm different things you can watch. I mean, you can, you can reach out to us too. I mean, we're, we're more than happy to answer any questions. And how do they um, reach out to you, honey? Plug it. 
plug it. <laughs> you we with have your, a, we have a you with your magical beard. How do you how they reach out? Many secrets in the beard. Snacks for later. It's South Glens Falls Paranormal Society on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter. We have a website we're redoing right now. Mm. It's uh, all in process. They have more than I have. What else do we do? <laughs> do we do anything else? Um, we have the podcast, yep. the Five One Eight Paranormal yeah, Project. Um, right. Yeah, Facebook. Facebook's where we do a lot of our stuff. Um, We post all of our events on our Facebook. We post, um, you know, our investigations. We actually have one this Saturday. Um, The location doesn't want it disclosed, so we can't talk about it. The the woman's a little bit weary of the kind of what the looks they'll get and stuff. See what happens and see what we can do about it, though. Yeah, we'll see if we can get some some people in there. And that's the thing. A lot of people, like, once we go and investigate, it changes their mind. They're not afraid. They're like, oh, this is actually really cool and interesting. We we will have you back. We want to do this more and more. Um, yeah, I think fear yeah, the enemy with that. I think definitely Facebook's Facebook the is, best way to is, get to us. That's where goes, we post all our events. All the messages go right to our phones. My phone, my mom's phone, my wife's phones. Great. Like, everybody's getting it. So like my mom answers. I'm terrible at it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but she's really it good about responding. Yeah. And yeah. if there's any questions, we're we are in this giant Facebook Messenger. All of us <laughs> in the group. So if anybody has a question and they. You know, if Lisa gets the the question, she it gets can post it. Get yeah. to us. I mean, we're we're always willing to help out. So if anybody's got questions, I know my wife just actually joined the group uh, months ago. Yeah. Um, and with that, she has people who are actually messaging her, and she's she because she's answering questions because she's very open to certain people, and they're just like, oh, what would I do to get into this? And she's like, I'm actually the newest member. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, we'll answer all the questions. We'll help anybody. Um, read. If, if you want to start. TV shows are good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things you can learn from TV shows. Not everything on TV is fake. Not everything on TV is real. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of questionable tactics on TV because it is TV. Yeah. And they don't always have control. Um, once they sign that paper, they don't always have control of what they do on the episodes or what right. happens. What ends up on the cutting room floor. Right. They don't know how things are going to get cut together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a bad way to learn the history of certain locations, learn about new locations to go. Um, but I would say read. Read books on theories and other investigators um as many people that don't like zach bagans his books are actually very good hmm. um they're very well and read dave pitkin yeah if you're looking yeah. if you're looking for stuff. things locally yeah. that you never even knew existed you could be working next door to it yep. or down the street absolutely and and he was a great source locally for these places that are are known to be haunted and reach out to groups. They have yeah. events. Uh, groups, groups bring people all the time or, or start your own. It's, it's yeah. so simple to start yeah. your own. Don't need to go out and buy a $400 camera. You know, buy a recorder. Go buy a $30 yeah. digital voice recorder and just bring your start building it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, start building up a little bit and, you know, ask one location. You're probably going to get turned down. Ask another one. And once Someone's one answers yes. you and lets you in, it, it just snowballs from there. I remember it took probably almost a year for us to get our first spot. I'll tell you. People uh, look at us crazy. I'll tell you a quick story. When, back when I first started this, my son and his friends were still in high school, and he's now 26 years old. Oh, so proud of him. Same. But anyways, mm. so he started in high school, and the, and the guys would get together, uh, him, Steve, and Sean, and, and maybe some others, and they would go investigate. And so a couple times, I went with them. <laughs> so we're at this house, and there was uh, a woman who had passed away, and the friend was there, her girlfriend, and said, she's always down here. It was like in a garage area and down here. So we had it all set up with the cameras, the lights, you know, for, and I had the camera in my lap. <laughs> with that, everything started turning off. 
all on its oh, own. I love it. So the camera, and then I hear real quiet over next to me. My son is now a court officer. I hear over next to me, hold my hand. Because <laughs> we're all in the dark. I go, how, how is it you're related to me? How is that possible? So um, we did catch a lot from that investigation, but they had done this, just what you're saying. They had started it and, and you know, took off with it. And, and I really think that if that's a, uh, it's a great way to not only connect to local history, oh, but um, technology, it, there, it's got so many different um, aspects. It's so humanizing it. too. You meet so many cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you, you do. so many great friends. Like I would have, you know, never met these guys from Texas and North Carolina and Alabama. And now these guys are all going to meet them next month. And when think we go to about Madison the stories, and, the things yeah. That, yeah. that people crazy, like crazy the normal run of the mill that never get to experience that because you are immersing yourself yep in that not in a crazy way but like that you're you're saying you're opening yourself up to it so do you have any other questions oh uh, one quick question do you go to private uh like houses yes. if so okay yeah, so if do. someone yeah, is having an issue and they're scared they can contact yep. you as and well we don't we okay. don't charge for anything like that um okay. private business investigations private houses we don't charge okay um, we come in and just set up our cameras yeah. we do what they want us to do if they want us there for two hours in the middle of the day mm-hmm. we'll do it if they want us there from six at night till one in the morning we'll do whatever they want okay. and whatever works for them and obviously they are staying with us it's their right, house right. If they don't want to be there they don't have to be but they're obviously more than welcome to, to join in cool. well, that's can, cool yeah you can ask us questions i mean we've had people who we, maybe we can't help because we don't we don't cleanse like mm-hmm. some people we may. just got a message so, today about that right mm-hmm. so we are more than happy to pass on any information we can to them and help them out and find somebody else as well. So either way, you want to ask us questions, we can try to get in there, or we, we can know try to somebody help. who knows something about. That's somebody. right. That's yeah. the way Michelle and I yeah, are. We, we have like a like a human Rolodex yeah. like for the God Squad. We, 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 got, yeah. one, yeah. we got a guy right. or a lady for that. Yep. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. So again, for our listeners, that's the five one eight Paranormal Project. And uh, thank you, Steve and Mike, so much for coming on today. Can't wait to work with you guys again. Yes, thank, thank you, you. Michelle. Oh, thank you. As always, for wonderful. being here. And thank you, D. Scott. Even yeah, though you sick, D. Scott. <laughs> thank you for, for being sick in the background. We put D. And, Scott in the corner. Yeah, we put him in, we put him in the corner. Nobody puts him in the corner. <laughs> right? <laughs> and for our listeners, please, please make sure you subscribe. We will be picking a winner. And um, and doing that live here on our show and looking <laughs> forward to that episode and hopefully have on soon Barb Nesnick, um, who's a shaman, uh, shamanic practitioner locally, as well as Drew Callie. Oh, oh, yeah. Sexy Drew Callie. <laughs> he loves it when I say that. <laughs> Anyways, um, so looking forward to, to uh, hearing from all of you guys out there, too. Let us know what you want to hear about. So thank you again. Stay blessed. Good night.